Good, good. Um, so um, I got you here to, to provide a unique perspective on coaching. Um, you do a lot of individual goalie coaching. You do a lot of uh, private goalie coaching, camp goalies. Uh, you're one of the Waha uh, goalie uh, directors. Um, but the other thing is you provide an interesting perspective when it comes to being on the ice and watching coaches' practices. And we're going to be talking a lot about that and um, trying to shed some light into the goalie world. And uh, so super excited to have you today. Um, you know, and just can't wait to share some of your knowledge and your info that you can pass along to everybody. So yeah, absolutely. Um, the first question we have for you is: Can you give me a little bit of a background on your playing career as a kid? I was joking uh, with a buddy of mine last night about this. I said yeah. I don't think this is the best place to start, but um, yeah. So I I was originally from Rockford, Illinois, actually. Um, played a little bit of youth hockey there, learned to skate. My, my dad was from Janesville. So, um, squirts, uh, we just had a lot of family up there. I ended up playing squirts in Janesville and then played some AAA, um, in Milwaukee, came back to Janesville for high school. Um, and that's where, uh, took, took the slide down. So, uh, we'll get into that a little later yeah. um, when you ask me that 12, 13 year old me question. But, uh, yeah, so I like to tell goalies, like, you know, if you're going to look up my elite prospects, you're not going to be impressed, but I think it's given me a really, um, interesting perspective on kind of the things that I messed up on and, and can pass along. So anyways, after high school, I played one year of junior um, in the NA3HL for the Wisconsin Whalers. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't have a great season. Uh, went up to the SJHL for, you know, their training camp a week. Um, kind of the the cruelty of the, of the, the hockey world told me I was going to be there for the year and then showed up and there was five goalies and they sent me home after, you know, three, four days. So, um, but then when I came back, you know, I really, uh, this will get into your next question here, but when I was, when I was probably 17 years old, I I knew that I wanted to be a coach and, you know, I had Larry Clemens was my mentor, um, Mm -hmm. another big Wisconsin goalie guy. Um, But he, we had talked and had that conversation and the last, you know, I knew the last part of my career was just pretty much building a resume to be a coach um, the farther I played, I figured the more of a jump started get me on my coaching career, which looking back, maybe wasn't the best mentality to have. And maybe that's why I had some deficiencies in my game because I was just playing to put some, some ink on a paper, but, uh, no, that was, that was kind of the end of my playing career was, I was like 19, 20 came back, um, and kind of started coaching right away. Yeah. That's, it's, it's, it's a interesting perspective there because that's one of the things that I think a lot of coaches don't understand or they feel insecure about is they don't have that playing career. They don't have that elite prospects page or the hockey DB page. And, but, but I've told coaches, it doesn't matter. Like your yeah. ability to relate to kids and, and understand them and what they need. Um, some of my best coaches in Fond du Lac are guys that, that played high school hockey, but they do an unbelievable job of just being able to relate to the kids, understand them. And then, they actually have a great job of breaking down the game. Like, and yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I kind of tell a lot of coaches. Like, just because you have NCAA behind you or NHL or D1 college, it doesn't mean anything. Like, nothing. Like, those you can be the, one of the worst coaches and play NHL, but you know what? For the guy that just played high school, man, you can be the best coach in the world. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, we talk all the time, too. Yep. You know, the, the game is changing so much. Like, if you were a Division One hockey player 15 years ago, and you hadn't seen hockey in 15 years and walked in the rink, you'd be lost. Yep. Right. And I think any high level coach would tell you that like, yeah, my playing career was awesome. It taught me some really good mental things, but when it comes to the game, I mean, I had to learn a whole new game. I'm sure that any high level hockey player that's coaching now would, would tell you the same thing. So, but I think, I think too, you know, uh, something that I've really learned and like to pass the coaches, like you were saying is just 
say it up front. Like, Hey, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Like I, I wasn't a good player, but here's, yeah. here's what I'm going to do to be a good coach. Right. And so, you know, I can't stand when you talk to people and it's like, listen to my playing career. And you're like, well, you probably shouldn't say your playing career. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I do the same thing where it's like, Hey guys, listen, you know, my, you know, whether I'm talking to college goalies, pro goalies, youth goalies, like, you know, I wasn't, uh, I made some mistakes in my career and it's, yeah. it's not something I'm proud of, but here's the things that, that I've learned from it. Right. And I just, I think that's such a, a good mentality to take on it. So. Oh yeah. Especially since, I mean, like the game changes so much, like in the game and, the, and it evolves oh, yeah. so fast and with social media right now and the way like Instagram and YouTube and all these other like apps and things that help coaches right now, the game where it even was five years ago is so different that if you're a coach and you're not willing to learn and uh, be open to new things, like it doesn't matter where you played. And that's something right. that when coaches kind of get out of this is that there's so many ways out there to learn and understand the game, um, not just from each other, but from uh, from the internet, social media apps and things like that, that, you know, you can be a good coach without having a good background. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that kind of brings me into, you know, goalie and, and where the game's at right now with goalies right now. And um, it's interesting because with the new American development model and stuff like that, they don't really want players kind of specializing in um, certain positions until, you know, sometimes it's peewees. You know, they want you trying everything and being able to understand. But in your opinion, what is the time period for goalies to probably start specializing and being a full-time goalie? Yeah, I get this question a lot. And, um I never feel good about my answer, but I feel like it's yeah. the right answer. Um, or I guess I should say I never feel like it's the right answer, but I feel like it's a good answer. I don't. I don't really know how to say that, but I think it's special for for every goalie. You know, you can't you can't look at a really mature, you know, squirt goalie who is dead set on on being a goaltender and is a good athlete, right? They are a good skater already. Um, you know, they're, they're kinesthetically, they're, they're pretty aware of their body. I have a tough time looking at that kid who's got so much passion and saying, Hey, I'm going to limit the amount of time you're playing goalie. Right. That's like yeah. looking at your number one player. Who's a great athlete. And, and. All right. I think we're back. Um, just waiting to see if anyone can hear us now. Um, but I, we left off right. Or the, the mute button apparently got hit or something like that. Right after the kids playing full time. Um, so we're hoping to, uh, if anyone can hear us, can you let us know, see if we're having any issues again? I got this notice on top of my screen right now. It says high loads of at service providers causing performance issues. Well, thanks for the note now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So people can hear us. Fantastic. So, uh, we left off with the, what is a proper age for kids to start playing goalie full time? And, uh, some of the questions right after that were, um, you have a unique perspective when it comes to coaching and and um, being on the ice because a lot of times you're coaching kids at that one-on-one uh, -on -one level while the, while the head coach is, is coaching his team. Um, can you go into to some things that as, as a coach, like from my perspective, that I should be working on that all of us coaches should be looking at doing while we're, you know, while we're getting shots and while we're running our practices? Yeah, yeah. I just want to preface this too. If nobody likes my answers, my answers on the first one were better too. So if you don't like these ones, you gotta go. You gotta go watch the first one. Um, no, but I think um, I think you know the biggest thing is is making sure that you give your goaltenders quality reps. So yep. um, you know, a lot of times as a coach, when you're running practice, and I'm guilty of it myself too, um, we're so focused on the middle of the drill, right? So we blow the whistle, we start the drill. All of our concepts, everything we're doing is in the middle of the drill. It's a, that's where we're getting our regroups. That's where we're getting our puck touches. 
And then the end of the drill, a lot of times is just a reward where it's like, Hey, go, go shoot and see if you can score and then jump back in line. So you can make sure we get the concepts in. But the problem is, is that for a goaltender at the end of the drill, that, that is our drill, right? We, we don't really care what's going on in the middle. A lot of times it's just what's coming down on us. Is it a two on one? Is it a shot? Is there going to be a rebound? Stuff like that. So if, if we're as coaches, not paying attention to that, then sometimes we're not paying attention to our goaltenders at all. Mm -hmm. um, so what I like to tell goal, you know, coaches is take some time to, to make sure you can add, you know, two, three, four goalie specific drills. Um, and sometimes I get pushed, excuse me. Sometimes I get pushed back on this where it's like, Hey Tyler, you know, I only have 50 minutes during practice. How am I supposed to have goalie specific drills where my shooters are standing still and my goalies are moving and I get my goalie shots. And that's not what I'm saying whatsoever. All I mean by a goalie specific drill is, there needs to be pre-shot movement. There needs to be a shot from a realistic, realistic position on the ice. And there needs to be post-shot movement, right? So our goalies need to be able to move to the shot. They can get squared, centered, have good depth. They need to be able to take a shot from somewhere other than the, the hash mark, right? And then they need to be able to make that save and recover to the puck. Um, so, you know, a lot of times we let these players just sneak into the hash mark in the middle of the ice and load back that unrealistic wrister and, and roof it and smoke our goalie in the collarbone. And then we're Hey, why is my goalie puck shy? I don't know. I get him a lot of pucks during, during practice, right? <laughs> I mean, that's not doing anything for your goalies, right? So I, I like to challenge coaches to make sure that, you know, multiple coaches on the ice are watching multiple parts of the drill and yep. practice and, you know, duties of each player on the ice, right? And so some of the best coaches that I've been around, it's, hey, I'm going to focus on the forwards. I'm going to focus on the D inside this one drill. Or, hey, I'm going to focus on making sure all the pucks are in the right spot and the whistle gets blown on time and the lines aren't ridiculous. Um, and now I'm going to focus on the end of the drill, making sure players are shooting the puck in the right spot, making sure that, you know, they're not cheating the drill, they're not drifting to the middle, and making sure that my goalie has the time and, and the quality and detail to get square to the shot, make the save, and recover the shot. Right. And I think we can all challenge ourselves to add a little more of the good stuff in the middle to make sure that we give some time for our goaltenders at the end to, to really get a lot out of their drill. And then if you have some drills where goalies are getting peppered, I'm OK with that. Right. Where, you know, hey, I want to get my players a lot of puck touches here. Uh, sorry, Johnny, in the net, we're going to you're going to see a ton of pucks. But also, you know, don't expect Johnny to make every save. Right. I, I like to tell goalies like, hey, when you're getting when you're getting peppered, sometimes it's OK to go two on one off, two on one off, right? Make a save, recover, get back, make a save, recover. And then the next one, just get in front of it and get, you know, make that player a little bit of a challenge. But then on that next round of three, make sure you're ready, right? To get some quality reps here. I don't, I don't see the benefit of just, you know, standing in front of a puck and letting it hit you. That'd be like, if I said to you, Ryan, we're going to work on passing and you stood still and I took slap shots at your stick the whole time and said, well, why can't you catch them? You know, it's, it's not what you're doing in a game, right? So we start with a foundation and we kind of work our way up into a more game realistic, you know, um, drill. You know, I, I like what you brought up there. It's a it's a fantastic point to bring up because I I know as a as a as a coach, I'm even guilty of that. Where, you know, I focus on the drill. I focus on you know how players are turning, where their heads are at. You know, you know if they're looking down, how the passes are, positioning, and things like that. And then when it gets to the end, the shot it, for me, it's just it's just the reward. It's just like you know what. Right. I, I'm past watching that. I'm already, I'm already moved on to the next part of like the, the next kid that's in the drill. And I think that's an interesting point to bring up because a lot of us as coaches don't, don't get fixated on the shots. They don't get, we don't care what happens. And then, like you said, what happens is 
kid takes a shot to the collarbone, kid takes one off the head, um, or all we're seeing is their goalie down the other end get lit up, right? And we're like, why can't right. we stop that? And and what we right. don't realize is that we're putting these goalies in 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 really poor situations to become a better goalie. And as coaches, we need to understand that. We need to understand that the the drill doesn't just end with what we want, but in and the shooting and stuff like that shouldn't be just a reward for the kids. Now it's an awesome thing to do, but there's things that as coaches we can work on and we can we can you know make better for our goalies. And um, yeah, that's really an awesome point about it because I think a lot of coaches that's what we're guilty of. We're you know putting those goalies in an un you know you know uncharted uncharted territory of in, in uncomfortable situations because well we're past that. You know what I mean? Like right. So, um, and I, I, I'll yeah. challenge that even further too yeah. for you know some of the the non-goalie people on the call too. How many how many of our coaches or how many of our players get into a game and say, "Man, I just can't get my shot off," yep. right? And it's because you've never shot a puck outside the dots before in practice. Yep. Because you float to the middle every time, right? And you've never shot a puck in practice with your feet facing the net in stride because you get the chance to turn your hips and use all your body weight, right? You don't even know how to really shoot a puck. I mean. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how how many goalie coaches I've seen that score more goals than the players that are on the ice because we're simulating what's going on, right? We're getting these goalies like real reps in, in, a, in a goalie practice. And I think the same goes, you know, to players on the ice is you got to simulate what you're actually going to do in a game. Yep. I, I have so many players. And even when I was coaching at Marion, you know, I'd go up to the guys and I'd be like, you're a D-man how often do you get to float to the hash mark and shoot a puck? Like, why don't you worry about ripping a puck from just above the top of the circles? Like that's where you get to shoot pucks from. And the looks I was getting from these college athletes are like, that makes so much sense. Right. But no one ever thinks about that because it's not the focus of our drill. I mean, if I'm a, you know, if, if, if I'm a, if I'm a defenseman, maybe I want to work on just lofting a puck in there. Yep. Not every shot for me is going to be a rip. Like I need to work on just getting it off my stick quick because I'm looking for a tip more than to score a goal. Or if I'm a forward, I'm not even worried at all about shooting this puck hard. All I want to do is not be looking at the goalie when I shoot, or all I want to do is have zero body movement and then zip a puck off. I'm working on my quick release. You know, sometimes I just, I'm totally, I'm with you guys. Scoring goals is awesome. I mean, I love scoring goals, but Sometimes I see these practices and it just gets a bit ridiculous where it's like, you know, hey, is, is putting a puck in a, in, a, in a net from 10 feet from the net, is it, really that, is it really that exciting or can we work on a little bit more of our game, um, you know, as a forward and make sure that we can transfer what we're doing in practice directly into a game and we shoot pucks? Yeah. And that's the other thing, too, it leads me to one of my next questions is as, as a goalie coach out there, what are some of the things that you notice that are some of your you know big pet peeves that you see at practice with goalies and players and things like that? Because, you know, it's not just the head high clapper that happens that, you know, it gets goalies mad. But as, as a coach that doesn't, um, you know, it's never played goalie and stuff like that. Um, you know, sometimes I need to be even educated on what goalies need and, and and you as a goalie coach can probably shed some light into those things that you know maybe what i'm doing as a coach is wrong so what are some of the things that you notice that you know our players are doing that maybe we can stop yeah i think um the shooting thing is a big pet peeve for me yeah. I, I i just don't think a lot of times we're preparing our players for the next level of hockey i mean i can't tell you how many peewee and bantam hockey players that i go out on the ice with and i think to myself you have no idea how to shoot a hockey puck, right? 
and and I'm sure you see it all the time, Ryan. They get away with they get away with as squirts being able to shoot the puck high, right? Yeah. And so they load this puck back way in their stance. They transfer their weight. They send this big rainbow shot that floats over, you know, our four foot goalie, and it and it trickles in behind the net. And it's like you're never going to be able to shoot the puck like that at the next level. You know, even as a peewee player, like you just can't shoot the puck like that. There's too yeah. much traffic. The goalies are getting taller. So I think that there's a lot of instant, instant success um, because the nets don't necessarily fit the gameplay, right? And so the nets are huge and it's easy to score goals. And then all of a sudden you get into Bantam and I can't score a goal anymore. Or I can't shoot pucks in tight spaces. And I, so I, I, I challenge coaches to don't just let kids get away with scoring goals, like force yeah. them to shoot the puck the right way, force them to shoot the puck to the right spots. You know, and, and I'm not saying, hey, we're restricting practice to only shooting a puck this way. But I, if a kid scores a goal, maybe it's worth saying, like, hey, let's let's try and shoot the puck this way. You know, yep. let's try and transfer our weight and keep our toes facing the net or, you know, let's try and change the shooting angle a little bit. And, you know, I'm a firm believer. People are like, well, they're squirts. You know, I, I don't think it's ever too early to introduce hockey concepts. Yep. What's the, the worst that could happen is it floats over the head. The best that could happen is they they understand it. You know, I don't think we're at risk of like ruining a kid's career by telling them this is the way you should be shooting the puck. Right. So I think that that's a huge pet peeve for me. The other pet peeve, um, and I said it before, is is coaches thinking that more reps equals better goalie training. I just that's that's not true. Right. We need quality reps. Everything you do, like more doesn't mean better in, in just about everything in life. Right. It's it's. It's all about quality. You know, when you're in the gym, it's not just about doing 50 reps the wrong way. It's about doing 10 reps the right way, right? Yeah. Same thing as a goaltender. We don't need 100 shots at the beginning of practice to see a puck. Our eyes are open when we get on the ice, right? We can see pucks. What we need is, is the ability to track a puck and to see it into our body, to see it off of our body and, and get our movement to match up with our eyes. And that that doesn't mean a lot of reps. That means quality. That means detail. So I, th I would say those are definitely my two biggest pet peeves when I go to practices. And then, um, and this happens a lot of practice. I probably see it once, twice uh, a night in Fond du Lac for our youth practices. But, and I, I think um, shedding some light into this will really help a lot of our coaches. But if you notice the beginning of a lot of youth practices, uh, the big push is power skating. You know, it's like getting our skating in got to do 10 to 15 minutes of power skating before every practice starts. So what generally happens is you have the kids skating around the rink doing some sort of power skating or they're on the lines. And then um, sometimes the goalies are involved, sometimes they're not. But uh, sometimes there's an assistant coach who has no goalie training. You know, he's not he's not versed in the goalie position at all. But you know what? He's the only one that doesn't know how to skate very well. So they just send him to the other side of the ice and they yeah. say, shoot on the goalies right what can you say to help that coach learn what the goalies are going to need because we there's yeah. a team out there and i'll tell you what when that assistant coach comes to me and says well what should i do i'm usually going i don't just shoot on like just, yeah just fire the puck and then yeah. next thing you know, down there and he's letting slap shots and you know going 60 miles an hour on an eight-year-old and the eight-year-old's down there surviving he's not getting yeah done. yeah no i i absolutely the first thing that i'd say to that coach is number one thank you yeah. Thank you for actually doing that and going down and working with a goalie. I think that there's a misconception that goalie coaches don't like that coach that's working with the goalies that doesn't know about co about goaltending. Yep. 
that's not true. I love that person. I think that that person is is benefiting Wisconsin goaltenders like you wouldn't believe. And, and I'm super happy that they're there. What I don't like is that person that's unwilling to say, I don't know what I'm doing. Can I get a little help? Yep. Right. If that person is saying, I really don't know what's going on and I'm going to do my best to try and figure out what I need to do to ben- to make you know this this five to ten minutes beneficial. I love that. That's that is, is awesome. You know, um, so so what I would say to them is, number one, use your resources um, through USA Hockey. They have created multiple drills on the USA Hockey app. If you go to the goaltending tab, if you go to drills, um, you can see multiple drills that you can do during practice. The other thing that I would say is you don't always need to shoot pucks. Um, yep. You know, if you think about it, if you break down goaltending, right? So let's say 40 shots is quite a bit of shots, right? And let's give these kids, it's that it's that squirt that winds up, you know, to the blue line. And, and by the time they let it go, it's at the hash mark. So let's give them two seconds to shoot the puck, right? So now we're talking about 80 seconds in a game. What happens the rest of the time, right? The puck's not always in the offensive zone, right? There's a, there's a lot of other things going on. And what's happening is we're moving around the net. So movement is the most important thing. If you can get in front of the puck, if you can have perfect, you know, your shoulders are square, your body's square, you're, you're centered on the puck, you have perfect depth, you're going to stop a lot of pucks. Shooters, yep. there's, there's not a lot of time. You, you're just going to get hit by the puck just standing there, right? So movement is the most important thing. And then it becomes visually being connected to the puck, right? And those two go back and forth and hand-to-hand, hand-in-hand, depending on what age you are about what becomes the most important. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, start with some movement. Get these kids some resources. We have videos on that app as well where you can just hit play and say, do this, right? And that's, that's awesome. You don't have to look like a fool trying to skate like a goalie, right? You can just show them the video and say, this is what we're going to work on. Um, and then I would say that the other thing is don't be afraid if it's a young goalie, don't be afraid to throw the puck. We're, what we need is we need pucks consistently in the same spot and coming from where a stick would come from. So if you just need to clue for you, if you put your gloves down on the ice and you put your knees on your gloves, it saves your knees. Um, but if you just take a puck from you know down on the ice and you throw it to where you want, you know, you throw it high glove, and it's the speed of a young kid, that's better than you trying to flip a puck in there and missing seven times out of 10 and never hitting the goalie and saying, well, we worked for five minutes, but I had four shots on him because I just couldn't get the puck in the right spot because not only am I not a great shooter, but it's hard to shoot a puck soft, right? I struggle with it. I shoot, you know, a million pucks every time I'm on the ice. I shoot a lot, a lot of pucks and, and I struggle to get soft pucks in the right spot. So don't, don't feel embarrassed to just get down on the ice and throw a puck to the right spot on young goalies. Yeah. Um, I think that I think that that's huge. I think you brought up an interesting point. That's something where I know uh, a lot of new coaches, or even a lot of veteran coaches, there they have kind of um, um, you know a sense of pride, where they don't like to you know do things that might you know make people think that they're not a great coach and stuff like that. One of the things that you brought up there is you brought up the apps, you brought up the videos and things like that. And and I'll tell you what, some of the best practices that I've seen coaches run is when they're not afraid to bring out an iPad on the ice. Yeah. What? Because sometimes we're not great at demoing drills. We're not good at, like, I can tell you right now, my knee bend in power skating is atrocious. (laughs) But I got people that can do it for me. But if I don't have people that can do it for me, I got an an iPad. And I got a way of getting out there and showing these kids what proper knee bend is. And if you're one of those coaches who's consistently being sent down to the ice with one of those goalies, bring an iPad out. Bring your phone out. Show the goalies what you mean. 
because there's guys and there's videos of coaches who are out there like yourself who can show it way better than we can we can show you as coaches. Yeah. I say to those coaches, do not be afraid to bring that iPad out or the right. phone on the ice and stuff like that. And I love your idea about just throwing the puck because you know what? That's the other thing too is a lot of us don't want to be that goalie coach down at the other end, you know, shooting pucks is we're missing the net half the time. And you know, so I love that idea. Yeah. Um, real quick here too. Um you know, what are the things that you're doing right now to stay connected to the, the goalies? Uh, you know, your goalies in particular that you, you do lessons with. And then, you know, uh, as your role as a Waha, uh, you know, uh, coach, and how do you stay connected to everybody? Yeah, so my goalies right now, um, you know, biggest thing is just letting them know that, number one, like, you're not alone. The, yep. Everybody is going through this. Um, number two, I'm here as a resource. Yep. Um, the goalies that I work really closely with, I have about four or five um i try to facetime them pretty regularly and just kind of check in i mean those are the guys that i'm really close with um other than that you know i just when they text me i try to be there and and you know let them know like hey there's going to be a season right so we got to be ready <laughs> you know we gotta we gotta make sure that our game's on point when we get out of this thing um and then for you know the, the waha community um so the the goalie development coordinator role is kind of changing a little bit and you know, there's a lot of us that are getting involved across the state. I think there's about five of us that are getting involved. Um, mm -hmm. So we've created a Zoom call um, every Tuesday night um, at 730. We just had our first one last night. It went really well. We had about 65 people on the call. Um, and I just see that number going up as, you know, the more people that that uh, that that get aware or, you know, we, we create some awareness around it. So um, the email for that is Waha Goaltending at gmail.com. Um, just shoot us an email, let us know, Hey, I'd like to be on the next zoom call. Um, and we'll send you a link. We're just trying to get an idea of how many people are going to be on. So yeah. we like to know, I think there's a cap at a hundred. So if we need to purchase some more room, we'll have to do that. <laughs> but if we don't need to, we don't want to spend the money. <laughs> um, well, I get and I can put that, I'll put in, I'll be sure to let people know that I'll put that email address in our comment section for people to, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just shoot us an email. If you want to be on the zoom call, we've also got a, um, a little group chat going on with, you know, everybody that was on the call last night and just people throughout the Waha goalie community for questions on things. You know, I just had a question last night or today, sorry, there was a question that, you know, Hey, what are you guys doing to work on slides right now? I've, I've tried a slide board and, you know, we're waiting on some people to respond. And I just think that that's going to be good right now. It's, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm looking for new, you know, wall ball drills. What's everybody else doing? And I think it'll be cool. People start sharing videos and different things like that. I think it could be really, a really good opportunity. So again, shoot an email over, ask for those resources, and we'll make sure to get you the links to those things. Perfect. Um, and a few more questions before we wrap up here. Is uh, you've, yeah. you've coached at the NCAA level with Marion, um, and you do a lot of evaluations with USA Hockey and stuff like that. What are some of the advice you have to parents that are looking to get their kids to that level? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I think um, you know the advice that I that I give to to a parent is. Um, just try, try to give your kid the resources that they need to be better. Yep. Um, but at the same time, understand that, you know, it, it is up to the, it is up to the goaltender, right. And it's, it's about the goaltender, you know, being detailed and putting the right things in place. Um, we, and I love it when it's a team, you know, I mean, my, the best goalies that I've trained, I have mom and dad's cell phone, mom and dad have my cell phone, we're communicating back and forth. I have the kid's cell phone. You know, I'm talking to mom and dad just as much as I'm talking to the kid um, until they get to a certain age and then the kid kind of takes over. But 
I, I like it. You know, I've got a, an o, a couple of sixes right now where they're the ones now reaching out to me for lessons and they're the ones reaching out and saying, Hey, I'm struggling with this. Like, I think that's so important. And as a coach, you know, I can't stand when you're sitting in a tryout and you're, you know, you're up in the Fondy boardroom and all of a sudden you see mom or dad walk in, um, you know, through the door and, Hey, did my son register? And you're thinking your son's 14, 15, 16 years old. Like you can't trust them to get up here and register. Then you got to have a conversation with them. Like, yeah, we got to start putting some of this onus on our, on our kids and, and making sure that, you know, they're advocating for themselves. Um, I, that's a huge, huge, huge draw as a coach is just saying, you know, this is a mature young adult and, and you know, a mature teenager, a mature kid. I, I have no problem putting on them on my team or picking them to move on and, and knowing that they're going to be successful because they're mature and they, they can advocate for themselves. And then I'd say that the, the biggest thing as a goaltender is you, you have to create an X factor. Yeah. Um, there's a, you know, there's, there's this much out in the world where it's like, yep, that's the goalie. We're going to go with them regardless. Um, and, and every time you think that you're that goalie, I can guarantee you that there's somebody else that's better than you. So you're not that goalie. Right. And, and so unless you're, you know, Connor McDavid and, and you've been the best player ever since, you know, since you put a pair of hockey skates on, you're just, you can't rely on that. Right. And I, and even watching videos and stuff, he never relied on that either. Right. So, um, I think it's super important to realize that there's a, a large group of goalies that are all competing for the same spot and there's very, very little that separates you. Um, so how are you going to separate yourself? And that's going to change for every goalie. I have goalies that what separates them is they are absolute killers, right? They are the most competitive people on the ice. Um, they will knock anyone over to get to their goal. They'll do it in a nice way, but they're not afraid to, to make sure that they're going to outwork you, to make sure that you're never going to be better than them, um, to make sure they win everything they do, to make sure that they, they wake up every morning and they're a winner. I have other goalies that are, they could care less what's around them. All they focus on is their internal drive and they want to, they set goals for themselves and that's what motivates them. I have other goalies that they're unbelievable puck players, right? So every time they're on the ice, it's like, whoa, what did that goalie just do with that puck? I should probably watch them a little more, right? Yeah. I've got other goalies, or I, I keep saying I, but really, I mean, we, like just the goaltending community in general, we have goalies that, you know, are monsters. They're huge, they're crazy tall. And, and so now all of a sudden they're getting an X factor, right? So, but, but I think it's about knowing your X factor and then, and then really playing with the cards that you're dealt. Hey, if you're a small athletic kid, be small and athletic. Don't, don't try to, you know, be this giant goalie who sits back in their net and, and takes up all this space. Like make sure your hockey IQ is really smart. Make sure you're great at reading plays. Make sure you're great at understanding what's going on. If you're a big kid, make sure again, you understand what's going on and you realize, Hey, I don't have to play out the hash marks to be the best goalie. And nobody should, that's a, an, uh, you know, an overstatement, but you know, know, know what you are and know what your X factor is, know what your skill set is. And, and, you know, leverage that. And again, I can't stress enough how important it is. Parents and goalies, you know, the goalie has to have some ownership in this. It's, it's such an impressive thing when I see a young goalie come up to me after a lesson, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old. Thank you so much for the lesson. I really appreciate it. That to me is like, okay, I'm going to put that in the bank because that takes a lot to walk up to somebody and say that stuff, you know, and, and it's a, it's a, so I hope that answers your question on, you know, when you're looking at the next level is, is you got to create an X factor. You have to be an advocate for yourself and you got to make sure that you're doing the things that are, are 
you know, I talk about habits matching goals, yeah. right? So if, if your goal is to play division one hockey, you make, you better make sure everything you're doing in your life matches that goal. Yeah. Right. So what does it take to play division one hockey? It takes great grades. It takes a great, you know, work ethic. It takes a great, um, you know, um, it takes a great drive and, and, and attention to detail. Um, it takes being a good person, right? So those are all things that, you know, when you look across every facet of your life, you got to make sure all those facets are matching your goal. Yeah. That's something you, you brought up earlier that it really kind of hit home. And I don't think a lot of kids realize that is, is the maturity level you brought up earlier, which is, you know, when kids are registering for trials. And what we mean by registering is checking in. They come in, they get the jersey or whatever it is. And, you know, I've been at a lot of tryouts where, where you know, mom and dad, and we're talking about an 18-year-old kids are walking up to the, you know, they're checking in for themselves, yeah. things like that. And uh, even even like peewees at like the Coleman Cup level, like when you have a mature like peewee that walks in, you know, looks you in the eye, checks in, it, it goes a long way. It's something you put in your mind. You're like, okay, like that kid, he's, he's one of those kids. And um, oh, yeah. I can't, I can't stress to players enough when you're walking into tryouts, like, that's when the tryout starts. It's not when you get on the ice. It's it's the moment you get out of the car, put your bag on your back, and you walk into the doors. We're watching all the time. It matters when we're, you're watching you warm up or you're in the locker room. Like All this goes into it. And it's something that I think kids really need to understand. It's, it's like you could be the best player on the ice, but if your off ice doesn't match what you're able to produce out on the ice, we don't want you. Like, And you're going to exactly. have opportunities for that. So glad you brought that exactly. up. Um, I got one last question for you. I know you're on a time crunch right now. Uh, <laughs> apologize about the mishap we had, but um, a young Tyler Luce, 12, 13 years old, you get to have a quick conversation with him and give him some advice. What are you going to tell him? I would just say, I mean, for me personally, I, you know, I think, I think early success kind of killed me. I mean, yep. I was a big, I was a big kid. I was, I was fairly athletic. I had some success as a young goalie you know, 13, 14 years old, things were looking pretty good. And, you know, I think I just got a little complacent and I, I stopped the mentality of somebody else is doing it. And, yeah. you know, I didn't pick that back up until I was 17, 18 years old. And by then it was, and I don't want to say it was too late, but, you know, things changed in my life. And so I would just say that, you know, whether you're the best goalie or the worst goalie, like, I mean, things change day by day, let alone year by year. Right. So it, it does not matter for anyone out there that's, you know, younger than 17. Like it, it doesn't matter. Keep, keep working. Even if you're older than that, I mean, the amount of growth that can happen in one season is, is absolutely absurd. And so I, I would say to myself, if I could look back is, you know, wake up, you're not the best. You, you gotta, you gotta keep working and, and somebody's always coming for your job, you know? So you gotta make sure that you're doing, you know, your habits are matching your goals. Right. And, and, it, you know, I, I would challenge kids to look in the mirror at night and say, hey, did, did my habits match my goals today? And if you can look yourself in the face and, and know that it's not a lie, um, you're on the right track. Yep. That's a, that, that's an awesome point. And that's where, like, kids, they get complacent. You know what I mean? They made, like, oh, their tier one team or they, they made a Coleman Cup team or they made a, you know, a team Wisconsin team or they made the Central Districts. And then what happens after that, they just they get complacent. You know, they don't do right. the extra reps. They don't get on the ice for the extra 15 minutes. You know, they're the first one, uh, you know, the last one to practice, the first one to leave. And, and that's and that's something where the kid who maybe isn't the best at 12 or 13 and has been, you know, maybe has been cut from those teams and is constantly the one not getting picked. That fire keeps burning. That kid keeps hustling and grinding out there and through this process. Like you watch by the time 15, 16, 17, 18 hit, 
that's the kid you want on your team. That's the kid who's going to make oh, it. Absolutely. That kid, you know? Character, right? Just builds yep. that character. Yep. And I love watching those kids that like you see them a freshman year and you're like, ah, oh, like they're, they're almost there, but they get yeah. cut. They come back their sophomore, junior years, and they are just lights out. And it's because right. they didn't get that at you know their freshman year. They grinded it out. They worked hard. They had that fire that was lit under in them. So, um, you know, that's that's a great point. I'm glad we got to talk about that. Um, so, do you have any last things you wanted to add or anything else like that before I? Yeah, no, I just wanted to say I appreciate uh, appreciate the platform. I think this is awesome. I've watched the other, I've watched the other ones. This is this is great. I think that people are really benefiting from this. I know, you know, I did listening to some of those other coaches, and you know, I just challenge coaches and, and goaltenders to know that. You know, you talk to the to the best goalie minds in our game and they'll tell you they're learning every day. Right. And so it's it's just, you know, how can you can improve every day? I think this is incredible that you're getting people on here to educate. Um, and again, I you know, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm learning a ton, too. So thank you. Awesome. Probably going to have to have you back on again because there's about a yeah. questions I got to ask. And hopefully yeah. we'll the audio issues that we had. today. <laughs> anytime, anytime. Um, We'll probably have to schedule another one like that, too, because I know I'm probably going to get a lot of emails on it. But uh, thanks again. appreciate it. And, um, you know, have fun. Uh, see you around. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, bye.